Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, everyone. I hope everyone listening is doing well. And in today's episode, I wanted to touch on the reality of our nafs, our soul, and one of the factors that drive it to make the decisions we make, and that is the emotion of love. And no, I'm not talking about the romantic type of love, but about the real, everlasting, and eternal love that we should seek, which is the love that Allah has for us, subhanahu wa ta'ala, alone, our creator, our sustainer, and our protector. That is why when I think of the Muslim's duty to obey and worship Allah, it really is connected to how we recognize Allah and His nature towards us. You know, something that is interesting about all love is that when we learn about a being who loves us so much and cares for us and watches over us, we immediately are invested in exploring that love. We sacrifice for that love to remain and we obsess over how we can remain close to this love and not jeopardize it at all. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love for us is not like the love of the creation for us. His love is always surrounding us, and while others may let us down and forget about us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not. If we take a look at the verses in the Quran, for example in Surah Al-Shu'ara, when Ibrahim salam questioned his people, what do you worship? And they replied, we worship idols and stay devoted to them. Then he asked them, do they listen to you when you call them? Or do they benefit you or harm you? And they replied, no. But we have found our fathers doing this. Then he asked them, Have you ever considered what you have been worshipping? Have you and your ancient fathers considered? And he says to them, They are all an enemy to me, except the Lord of the worlds. Then following that, he beautifully explains to them who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. And in the following verses, we see this. He says, who created me and who guides me. Who gives me food and drink. And who, when I am ill, heals, heals me. Subhanallah. He can send so much love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by Ibrahim salam just by the way he eloquently describes the way he's been blessed by Allah. And today's idols for us may not necessarily be statues, but it could be our money, fame, people, and even our careers that most of us put over Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What Ibrahim salam listed is only a fraction of what Allah does for all of us, just a fraction. But what about all the other things Allah does for us that we do not think about? All the other matters that He is overseeing, and then all the other of our affairs that He is watching and taking care for us. The reality is that in order to worship Allah, we all have to learn about Him, recognize His signs around us, what He does for us, and then it will become easier to worship Him. Some of us may have heard so much about Allah's punishment and wrath, but how often do we remember His mercy and compassion? Look around you at all the examples of kindness and love. A parent and child, a husband and a wife, siblings, friends, even the love that exists between animals in their world, right? SubhanAllah, is it not a sign from Allah? I mean, how miraculous is it that a mother carries a child for nine months in pain and in distress, praying and hoping for the child she hasn't even met yet to be okay, that finally the day of labor comes and she's crying in pain, contraction upon contraction, and the pain only increases, and then the baby comes into the world, and what moments ago was tears of pain turns into tears of joy. And when she gets to hold her baby, she forgets all the pain, and it's replaced with immense love for the child in her arms, who she just met. This raw type of love is a sign of Allah's love as well. Now imagine that Allah has more love for you than a mother has for her child. Once after battle in the time of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam, some prisoners were brought to him, and amongst them there was a woman who was running, looking for a child. 
When she saw a child amongst the captives, she took hold of her baby, recognizing it was hers, held it against herself, and she gave it a suckling. The Mr. of Allah, he said, Do you think this woman would ever throw her child in the fire? And the Sahaba, they said, By Allah, she would never throw her child in the fire. Then the Master of Allah said, Allah is more kind to his slave than this woman is to her child. SubhanAllah. Take a look at this world around us, the other creations of Allah outside of us humans. The animals grazing this earth allow for us to eat from, the crops that grow by the rain sent by Allah to nourish us, the variety of fruits and vegetables all giving us different nutrients that are good for our bodies, the clouds that shade us on a sunny day, the night that comes to give us some rest after a long day of work, the moon and stars that act like a light for us while navigating the night, the trees that clear our air and bring us calm, the mountains that hold down the earth as pegs like Allah mentioned in the Quran, and the creatures in the sea also made halal for us. Countless blessings to remember him. And if you think about it, so much of this world has been created to serve us, the mankind. Yet, why don't we recognize this is Allah's love for us? Like how blessed are we, alhamdulillah, to be swimming in endless blessings like this? Just like the first verse in Surah Al-Mulk, Allah says, al-Mulk." Glorious is the one in whose hand is the kingdom. If this isn't enough for us to want to run to Allah, show our gratitude towards Him and obey Him, then I don't know what else will be. You know, it's ironic because many of us, and I'm guilty of this, we run to Allah when we really need something. Yet we do not run to the acts of worship made obligatory upon us that are also good for us in reality. We obsess over the du'as that we seem were not answered by Allah, but are not worried about the salawat we neglected, the hijab we are careless with, the people we've hurt and don't ask forgiveness from, the, the disobedience to our pa- parents even. Yet we think we have a right over Allah when it comes to our du'as. La wallahi. The better approach is that we prioritize Allah's pleasure over our own and see how well our lives turn out. You know, Ibn al-Qayyim, a scholar, he once said, Had Allah lifted the veil for his slave and shown him how he handles his affairs for him and how Allah is more keen for the benefit of the slave than his own self, his heart would have melted out of the love for Allah and would have been torn to pieces out of the thankfulness to Allah. Therefore, if the pains of this world tire you, do not grieve. For it may be that Allah wishes to hear your voice by way of dua. So pour out your desires in prostration and forget about it and know that verily Allah does not forget. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in a hadith Qudsi, O son of Adam, so long as you call upon me and ask of me, I shall forgive you for what you have done and I shall not mind. O son of Adam, were your sins to reach the clouds of the sky, and were you then to ask forgiveness of me, I would forgive you. O son of Adam, were you to come to me with sins nearly as great as the earth, and were you then to face me, ascribing no partner to me, I would bring you forgiveness nearly as great as it. Allahu Akbar. Out of Allah's love for us, He forgives endlessly, subhanAllah. Now some homework I'll leave you with all is this. The next time you are outside, observe the creation of Allah and glorify Him for it. Say subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar often. Also, think about a time when Allah saved you from a thing you really wanted before, but were shown why it wasn't good for you. Or think about a time Allah protected you from a near accident or harm. 
or a time you were guided to something better than you have even imagined for yourself. No matter what our lives look like today, Allah has and will always be kind to us. And we may not always see the whys or get the wisdom behind every event in this life, but just knowing that it is from Allah should calm every believer's heart. Know, O believer, that all things Allah has made halal for you is good for you. And all that He has commanded you to do is good for you. And all that He has forbidden for you is never good for you. And you don't need it. And He will always be there for you. And know that you are in the care of the King of all kings, the creator of love who loves you deeply. So think good of your Lord. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah, فَذُكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ Therefore, remember me, and I will remember you. And be thankful to me, and do not be ungrateful to me. Jazakallah khairan for listening once again. And don't forget to do your homework reflection, inshallah. And until next time, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.